Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today, and we are so pleased that you're here with us today. Like I always say, time is that one commodity that you can't get back. So I always always appreciate it when someone spends some time with me. You know, I've been bringing to you unique concepts, those concepts that don't necessarily fall into the uh, the typical industry that you would think of when you think of franchising. Because trust me, folks, everything is not burgers and fries. So today we're going to talk to talk about the engineering industry. That's right. That's what I said, engineering. So in the U.S., there is approximately 70,000, which kind of surprised me. I thought it would have been a little higher than that um, every year who graduate with an engineering degree. Now, many of those graduates will be excited to be hired on by some of the large firms like WSP or Floor, um, but little do they know. And I, I was in banking. I was in big banking, and I understand how this happens. Little do they know that they could be faced with being pigeonholed. Now, it, it's great to, to be an expert in a, speci- a specific niche, but what they don't realize is that it could be, uh, they could be doing the same task for years and years to come. Uh, to get out of that, some of them may consider consulting, but where do you begin? And that's what the show is about today. Today, my guest is David Leopold, and he is the president of Criterium Engineering. And Criterium is the only engineering franchise in North America. It provi- it's been providing residential and commercial building evaluation since 1957. Uh, They first started franchising the company in 1989, so help me in welcoming David Leopold. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Like I said at the top of the show is a lot of people think franchising is for, you know, the burgers and fries guys, but it is not. You have created something for the professional engineer. Can you tell me a little bit, David, about your background and how you joined Criterium and how you're helping them in expanding that? Absolutely. Uh, Well, as you pointed out, we are, uh, at least to the best of our knowledge, the only engineering franchise company in North America. And I joined the organization in some respects 
in a very similar manner to how many of our affiliates, we, we actually call our franchisees affiliates, which we can get into a little bit later in the conversation. I joined the organization in large part how many of our affiliates joined the organization, and that is uh, getting to a point in your career where you start thinking about what you want to do next. And for me, what I realized what I wanted to do next was not continue to work in large Fortune 250 size companies where I had been for about 15 years and instead wanting to go out on my own and have my own organization and be responsible for my own profit and loss statement and be in a business, as I often say, that operates smaller. Uh, didn't necessarily need a business to be smaller than the multi-billion dollar organizations that I had gained uh, my substantive experience in, but rather just a place that had a little bit less red tape and the ability to make decisions faster and move more quickly. And so in 2018, I uh, completed an acquisition of the corporate parent uh, for Criterium Engineers or the corporate entity of Criterium Engineers and have been with the company ever since. Hmm. And I can certainly understand how it, um, about the red tape, like I mentioned earlier, I worked with probably one of the biggest banks in, in the world and the red tape involved certainly does slow down the process. And it, it seems to me that having something a little more boutique-ish, a, a smaller and but manageable and still highly profitable would make it so much more rewarding, wouldn't it, David? Well, it certainly does. And being in charge of your of your own destiny uh, really is an empowering feeling. But going out on your own and starting all by yourself, I can tell you for me. Uh, uh, where I was in my life with three kids, uh, ages at the time, uh, nine and 11 and 13, I was mm. not ready to go and join a startup and give my mm. life to that startup. You know, I was really looking for something that was more established. And so when I started to look at existing businesses, I began to look in the franchising world to start my own franchise and in the end, uh, you know, a corporate entity or, or a franchising company or a franchisor became available and, and I jumped at it when, uh, when I found it. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. When I left banking in 2002, if I had known about franchising, I certainly, if I'd known a franchise broker had been approached, I would have certainly gone that route because uh, for those you listening out there, if you try to do it on your own, you really don't even know what you don't know. So the lovely thing about franchising is they've figured it out. They've got the manuals, they've got the systems, they've got the infrastructure, and you don't even have to figure out what you don't know. So, you know, the franchise model is absolutely beautiful. Tell me a little bit about the services that Criterium uh, offers. Well, as you pointed out, we started in 1957, and as far as we know, we were we started off uh, as a home inspection company by a licensed professional engineer in New York City. And as far as we know, we were the first inspection company in North America. Go figure. Mm -hmm. And by the early 1960s, uh, the individual who founded the company 
began teaching other people how to perform home inspections, <clears throat> in particular licensed professional engineers. And so this loose franchising model that you mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. uh, where we maybe officially began as Criterium engineers in, in the late 1980s, we were actually franchising as early as the 1960s. And wow. uh, over time, we've evolved a lot as an organization. And while we certainly perform uh, you know, home inspections here and there, we are involved in a much broader set of, of um, business segments. We focus exclusively on buildings. So that's you know, one place where, we, where, we, where it's an easy part to begin the conversation. And we get involved in buildings in pre-construction, new construction, and existing buildings. In our history, we've looked at well over three quarters of a million buildings since 1957, and that number keeps going up every 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 day, every week, every month, every year. <clears throat> and so, within the pre-construction, new construction, and existing building segment, we're active in the commercial segment. We're very active with homeowner associations and helping them manage and understand their their buildings and their infrastructure. And as it relates to pre-construction and new construction, we're active in all different types of buildings, whether it's airports, hospitalities, multifamily developments, healthcare and hospitals, you name it. As of today, we're active on over 150 construction sites around uh, around the around the U.S. And Canada. Wow. So when, um, at what point does a client contact you? Is it the architect that contacts you or who is it that contacts you and says, hey, I think we need your service? Yeah, it really depends on the business segment. So let's start maybe before a building even is constructed. And I'll tell you a little bit about that client profile, and then we'll move into existing buildings because there is some similarities and, and there are also some differences. So in the pre-construction and new construction space, quite often our clients are developers, their construction companies, their investors, or insurance companies. And they're all looking for us to provide very comparable services to them. In particular, uh, we're often asked to review construction documents to ensure that the building can be built with the specs that the architect has drafted. And more often than not, it's not just can the building be built, but how will the materials work together? And how does it fit in terms of the local codes and, uh, and all the other attributes that make a building work? You know, it's interesting. I, I often refer to us as a consulting engineering company, but when you speak with our chief engineer, she will tell you we are a building science company. And mm -hmm. by being a building science company, we really have terrific knowledge of how buildings operate and behave in multiple climate zones, in all different sets of circumstances. And that's why people come to us for pre-construction work, to help them understand the feasibility and uh, accessibility of what they're trying to build. When you move into so it the almost new construction... Sounds like you, well, with oh, that in mind, it almost sounds like you become the SME, the subject matter expert, when you're looking at materials and 
climates and everything else involved, um, you become the go-to kind of person, right? Well, they really do look for us. Uh, our clients look to us for that level of expertise, mm-hmm. in particular as, uh, as they're trying to understand how their building envelope is going to, to work and what kind of mechanical systems they're going to be putting in place, how to achieve certain levels of energy efficiency within the building, and mm-hmm. how all of these parts and pieces interact. You know, especially in larger, complicated buildings, you will have uh, somebody who's specializing in designing the mechanical systems and someone who's uh, specializing in the electrical system and someone who's specializing in the building envelope, which is kind of all the exterior walls uh, of, of the building itself. But no one necessarily looks at how all those pieces work together. And as buildings become more efficient uh, throughout the, the country and the world using technology, all these things interact a lot more than they used to. Sure. So moving on uh, to continue answering your question, moving on to why someone reach out to us for new construction is during the construction process, uh, we have many clients who ask us to come out and serve as a neutral third party to make sure that the building is being built as it was designed, to make sure that key milestones are being installed properly according to the manufacturer's specifications. And so we are sending men and women out on, you know, often a weekly or bi-weekly basis to review the progress of the construction site, uh, identifying any conforming or non-conforming items and providing them with that list you know, in a very timely manner. And in doing that, it helps them understand how the building's construction process is going. And more importantly, it helps them manage risk. And what I mean by managing risk is they understand what the issues are with the building as it's being constructed. They have a written documentation of that issue being identified. And then ultimately the uh, confirmation that that issue has been addressed. Mm-hmm. And I know that these are just a snippet of what Criterium engineers can offer, Um, but I do want to focus a little bit on your affiliates. So let's talk a little bit about that opportunity. What does that look like, David? And does, does the affiliate actually have to be an engineer? We get asked that question a lot, and the short answer is no. I am not an engineer. Uh, I will never be an engineer. Uh, to be an engineer, you need to go to, uh, you know, finish your engineering degree at a four-year college uh, and then continue to work for a number of years in an engineering-related field and then pass your your FE and then your license, your PE, your professional engineer, just to get licensed. So it's a, <clears throat> it's, it's quite a specific field. And to own a Criterium Engineers franchise, you do not have to be a licensed professional engineer. In fact, some of our uh, newest and most successful offices are owned by individuals who have more of a business background. They have a technical level of expertise, whether they're coming from manufacturing or aerospace or any number of industries, and they know how to run and manage a company. One of our hallmarks and trademarks is that every service 
that we provide is either performed and or reviewed by a licensed professional engineer, which means almost anything that we do for our clients can be performed by a non-engineer, but we always have that engineer provide their final review because it gives us an advantage not just for ourselves, but certainly more for our clients, because an engineer is legally allowed to render an opinion. Uh, and we can talk about that uh, a little bit later, but getting back into your question, you do not have to be a licensed professional engineer to own a Criterion franchise. With that said, every state in the US is a little bit different. <clears throat> and so some states have very specific guidelines that, uh, that characterize what you need to do to own or operate an engineering firm. So there are a handful of states in the, in the U.S., and I'll use North Carolina as an example, where North Carolina has had a law in the book since the 1950s or 60s that says any engineering firm has to be at least two-thirds owned by licensed professional engineers. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. by far the exception in the U.S., but there are a handful of states with those regulations. And anyone who is interested in, in joining our organization, we encourage them to take a close look at the state-specific guidelines for owning and operating an engineering firm. Mm -hmm. um, even though they, you're saying that the affiliate doesn't have to be an engineer, do they have employees? And what is the, the average size of one of your locations, and do you suggest that they have an engineer on, in staff? Yeah, so every office, if they aren't owned by a licensed professional engineer, will need to have a licensed professional engineer on staff. <clears throat> and so a typical uh, size for a Criterium office really varies. We have some offices that are spousal couples, uh, you know, a husband and a wife who own and operate a Criterium office and one of them may be the licensed professional engineer and the other may be more of a office manager and, and business operations individual and they build themselves a really nice what I would almost call a job you know they mm -hmm. they build a nice career for themselves and they manage that small office and stay quite busy and and build a really nice life we have other offices mm -hmm. that have eight, nine, or 10 professional engineers on staff, and they've built substantive businesses that generate well over a million dollars a year in annual revenue. And what's great about Criterium Engineers is that you know, we're here to help our affiliates build the business that they want for themselves. And uh, what's nice about being in the franchising world, which I'm sure will resonate with you, Linda, is that our affiliate offices are independent, but they're not alone. And mm -hmm. as, a, as a corporate entity, we are here from the day they sign their franchise agreement through the day they sell their office and all days in between, whether there are technical issues that come up that we're here to help them with or projects that we collaborate on or any other set of, of support that we can give an office. And so that's kind of the, the general profile. It really is a wide variety of individuals and sizes, and that, that suits us just fine. Mm -hmm. So as, as someone's looking at Criterium and thinking maybe this is a better way for me to go instead of maybe joining 
Fluor or some of the big engineering companies, what type of investment, David, are they looking to um, looking to have, whether it's uh, the initial output or six months a year? What are your guidelines in that? Yeah, the the way to get started in our business, you know, it, it's quite different than probably a number of other franchises that that exist out there. You know, we're we're not a, a restaurant where you're tied to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we don't require an enormous upfront capital investment to build some kind of infrastructure. We're also a very low asset business in the sense that you don't need a lot of things to operate. We are a professional service white collar business. And so to get started, you have an initial franchise fee with us. And that franchise fee today is $49,500. And that gives you a territory of an exclusive market of up to a million and a half people. And from there, uh, you would receive extensive training from us. So you'd come to our corporate headquarters in Freeport, Maine, home of L.L. Bean, and spend a week with us to get a mix of business and, uh, and service slash skills training. And then once you go back to your market, we come and spend a week with you in that market with additional service training. And you're generally off to the races from there. So in addition to the franchise fee, uh, you, you need a, a modest amount of working capital to get started, to make sure you have professional liability insurance and uh, some baseline marketing collateral so you can begin to start your office and, and maybe pay some into other uh, employees if you choose to bring on additional employees early on. But beyond that, it's a pretty modest investment and, uh, and a great way to get started in business for yourself. So you mentioned that you um, spend a week in in their territory and help them get out into the community and all. Do you help um, once once you've uh, kicked them out of the nest, so to speak, and given them the tools they needed? Do you help them to um, cultivate partnerships? Do you help them in um, finding business for themselves? How, el how, how else do you help them grow their business once the doors are open, I guess? Yeah, we, we provide extensive ongoing support throughout the, uh, the life of any office, and we provide that in a number of different ways. Let's start with the, the sales and marketing point that you made. We have dedicated uh, sales and marketing staff at the corporate level who are always there to help support our affiliates. And first and foremost, our affiliates, our individual offices need to be able to sustain themselves in their own markets. Uh, that's mm -hmm. part of the franchising model. But in addition to that, we as an organization have a lot of national clients who will call us up at the corporate level and say, I have 10 buildings that need inspected in 10 different states. Can you help us? And we provide a great value to the client because we're a one-stop shop and can cover an extensive footprint. Today, we have over 35 offices around the U.S. and Canada and can essentially reach just about anywhere across that footprint. And we, more often than not, will then disperse that work out to our affiliate network. So we do feed uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of work out to our affiliate network every single year. 
and we continue to, to expand on that uh, with our own work. In addition, we're there to help them set up their websites, uh, help them with digital marketing assistance, and, uh, and make sure that they have the right infrastructure in place to continue to market in, uh, in their own territory. There's plenty of other ongoing support as well uh, when it comes to technical support. So for example, if you, as a relatively new office or a very experienced office, are asked to perform a service that you haven't done before, we have a national technical resource at the corporate uh, office, and that hotline, so to speak, is there to help you whether you're taking on a new type of service that you've never done before, and we can help them take on this service, collaborate on the project together, so the next time a new one comes up, they have the skills and the confidence to do it themselves. That's That's great, because... That is always a concern for new franchisees and in your case affiliates is um, once you get the initial training, will they still be there? So it's really good to hear you say, no, we're there. Anytime they want to raise the flag and need some help, then we're there. David, let me ask you, we need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, could you tell us a story maybe of one of your franchisees that you've worked with um, and maybe just give us a, a, a snippet of what that looks like? Absolutely. Sounds, sounds like a great plan. Great. So, folks, we'll be right back after this commercial break with more from David Leopold with Criterium Engineers. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. 
Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and we're here with David Leopold with Criterium Engineers. So, David, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you could share a story with us. Yeah, you know, I had a number come to mind, but, you know, one um, – one that I think might be most relevant, especially for, uh, for, for today's time, is I think getting into business for yourself, whether you're starting your own company or joining a franchising-based organization, it, it's, it's a scary, it can be a really scary process. Uh, and so the story that, that came to mind for me is with one of our offices where the individual joined us with a background in mechanical engineering and worked for uh, a, a large uh, internationally known HVAC or air conditioning, heating and cooling company. And when this individual was considering joining Criterium Engineers, there was some real apprehension about going into business for yourself, uh, individuals married, had young children. And what the individual wound up doing is joining, uh, starting their Criterium franchise while they were still working for their ah. employer. And this allowed them to, you know, using vacation time and some times on weekends to become a lot more familiar with how to perform our services and get into business for themselves while also having the safety net of, of their other, uh, of their, of their primary job. And within a matter of a few months, <coughs> excuse me, got up to speed, felt a lot more comfortable, joined uh, Criterium Engineers on what I would say a more full-time basis, left their job. And I'm really proud to say that, that this office continues to be a really strong performing office. And right now, as, as we're collaborating with this office on a, a major project in Texas, uh, working with the, uh, the, the tallest residential building west of the Mississippi River. And so to think about what that uh, individual has gone through in their career and taking thoughtful, proactive steps to manage their own career path and seeing where they're, they are today is really just a wonderful story. That is, that is a great story, David. And as you mentioned, um, just making the decision to leave corporate especially, um, where maybe you've had that paycheck every two weeks, the 1st and the 15th, and kind of gotten used to that, making the decision to leave is, is scary. And if it isn't scary, there's something wrong there. <laughs> you should be scared, don't you think? Absolutely. There's a lot to think about. And, and what really resonates with with me and uh, and our affiliates is that we're all in this together, and I've done in large part exactly what they're doing. And I think being able to forge that kind of partnership and relationship to to know what it's like to kind of be in in a similar situation in your career with uh, leaving a a a really a really great job to go out into the into the vast unknown of working for yourself can can be really scary yeah. and having that whole support yeah. network of 35 offices to support you plus an organization that's been in business for over 60 years doing exactly what what any office is doing on a day-to-day -day basis really is comforting yeah. 
Yeah, most definitely. You know, I'm I'm a franchise broker, and one of the things that I do is I stay on with my clients for three months after the deal is closed uh, as mm. their coach, because many times they just need they just need someone to listen. And um, I'm not saying that that you guys wouldn't take good care of them, but up to that point, I'm the only person they've known. So a lot of times it's just building that comfort level so that they continually hear you can do it. Sometimes they just need a cheerleader more than anything else. Very well said, Linda. Yeah. So, David, if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, yeah, that sounds really pretty intriguing to me, how would they find out more information about Criterium and about this opportunity? Well, we do have a uh, a franchising website called theengineeringfranchise.com, so you can certainly visit our, our website. <clears throat> and you can also reach out uh, directly to us. And usually the, the way the, the process goes is uh, it's always nice to, to learn a little bit more about us from our website and the kind of services that we provide. But then we'd have an initial phone conversation learn a little bit more about each other, and then continue to go step-by-step through the process. Wonderful. So, David, we're down to the final three questions. The first question is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare themselves for this? Well, there, there are certainly things that I think are somewhat specific to Criterium Engineers, so I'll start with that, but then I'll actually mm-hmm. broaden it out into what should, what should someone be thinking about when they're purchasing really any franchise uh, for, for themselves. So certainly for Criterium Engineers, one of the things that anyone should, uh, should look into is, as I mentioned earlier in our conversation, Linda, make sure that you check the state-specific guidelines for where you're hoping to operate. Because within the Criterium Engineers world, every state has a slightly different view on what it takes to operate a, uh, a franchise or a consulting engineering business. So that's certainly step one. <clears throat> I'd say the second thing that's very important is uh, develop a clear understanding of yourself in terms of how you're going to answer specific questions. You know, what are your strengths? What are your areas of development? And where do you want to focus your time? Are you more oriented toward marketing and business development and client facing work? Or are you happier spending time in more of a back office Uh, administrative type role. Uh, Another thing to consider is do you want to be sitting behind a desk most of the day or every day or do you want to be in a place that gives you a mix of of different types of tasks throughout the day being outside or being in the field versus being in the office. And as you start to build answers to those questions, it'll really help you narrow the focus of of what types of franchising opportunities you'd want to look at. I'd say the other thing is what kind of managerial uh, accountability do you want to take on? Are you more of an individual contributor or do you want to manage a a team of people? And depending on the answers to those questions, I think that's that's obviously an important step to take. And then probably the last thing I'd think of, Linda, is 
understand what your financial capacity is and ha and set some goals in in you know two to five year increments as to where you'd want to be once you get into a business for yourself so how much money can you put in and how much money are you looking to take out over the next you know two to five years right um i i tell people don't think that you're going to uh, leave your job at the end of the month kit and then end up collecting a paycheck at the 15th of the next month with the new franchise <laughs> you just have to be very good advice. um you just have to be reasonable about it you know you just have it, it is a business so um and and that, that those are all great points the next question is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee or affiliate in your case You know, every office is is different in, in our world, but I think there's a couple of I think there's a couple of qualities that that are really important. I think the first is that you need to be able to build relationships. You know, at the end of the day, we are really a relationship-driven business. Our clients trust us with what may be the single most significant investment in their in their life whether it's a home or a large commercial building or a significant construction project and if you're not able to build a relationship uh, then our business may not be for you <clears throat> a second uh, important characteristic is important is strong communication skills being able to take what may be very technical interpretations of something and communicating them in a language that a non-engineer can understand is really important. And so being able to be a good writer, uh, uh, a good um, speaker, and able to connect the dots from a communication perspective is really important as well. And then I'd say finally, having an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, somebody who wants to build something on their own and is looking for a wide variety of work on any given day. Every day is different in the lives of our office owners. Every building is different. Every project is different. You could be in somebody's residential home in the morning and a 50-story high-rise high building in the afternoon performing a completely different set of services. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And that really speaks to what I had said early on was that so many times these large um, engineering firms, they do pigeonhole you. So for the person that wants to do the same job every day, those are perfect for them. But for right. the person that really wants to uh, expand and learn on what they already know and have something different every day, then uh, this this sounds like it would be much more intriguing. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. So the final question here is, what does the future of franchising, overall franchising, what does that look like? When I uh, when I joined Criterium Engineers about two years ago, one of the things that I found most attractive about it is that we are what I would call a hybrid franchise in the sense that we are absolutely a franchisor of services and we also perform any and all of the services that any of our affiliate offices might be performing. So that allows us to really help any office with any project at any given time because we're familiar with the work. <clears throat> 
in response to your question, it also uh, provides us with an interesting opportunity in that I often felt that when the economy was really, really strong, that people feel very comfortable in their jobs and the future, and they're not looking to make a change. But given the current state of, of the economy and all of us living through a, an extraordinary time, I often felt that franchising and going into business for yourself, there really is no better time. And in particular, you know, we're in a business that uh, has been deemed essential throughout this pandemic, every place that we operate, whether there uh, are good economic times or challenging ec economic times, buildings are always changing hands. People are always in need of better understanding the buildings in which they live and work. And so uh, when I think of the future of franchising, now is really a great time to get into not just our business, but any type of franchising business. Uh, yeah. I also think the whole concept of, of work and commerce is shifting these days. And so when I think about the future of franchising, people really want to have a bit more control in terms of their own work-life balance and making their, their own decisions for themselves. And, you know, we have offices where they chose us because they lived in a, in a beautiful place and loved to ski and they never booked an appointment before 10 a.m. in the morning because they wanted to go out and get first tracks and ski in the morning and then wow. take on their work in the afternoon. And we have wow. offices who, you know, schedule their appointments so they can take their kids to school in the morning or uh, take them to their sports activities in the afternoon. And that makes us really unique. And I think franchising in particular provides those opportunities because you get your business in a box and you have ongoing support throughout the life cycle of the business. And so I really think that that franchising has an incredibly bright future, despite the fact that, that uh, we feel like we're in kind of dark days right now. And, uh, and I certainly understand that, that point of view as well. Right, right. Um, I, those are great points because I do believe now is there's no better time than now to um, look at – franchising, the franchising model, because it does provide you a the business infrastructure that many people coming out of corporate are accustomed to, but it also provides you that flexibility that you can will never be able to get in corporate. So um, I appreciate you pointing that out, David, because that is huge. So as we're wrapping up the show here, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I think the first thing uh, I'd want to leave our listeners with is we're we're certainly living through an extraordinary time, and my uh, my heart and gratitude goes out to all the men and women who are out there on the front line every single day, including our organization, uh, out there trying to keep people safe and healthy in this world. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment and thank everybody who's out there. I also recognize that it's certainly been a turbulent time within the last few weeks and want to take the moment to, to recognize that, uh, that we need to treat one another with civility and respect and care in this world because um, 
we, we just have to take care of one another. And so I, I realize there's certainly always an opportunity to, to maybe do a business plug uh, at the end of that. But we've, I feel like we've talked enough, enough about business today mm-hmm. and really wanted to use the opportunity to talk about the people in this world that are, that are trying to make a difference and, and keep this uh, country and world of ours healthy and safe. And I appreciate that um, because we are all in it together. As cliche as that sounds, that's what it all boils down to is that we are all in this together. David, one more time, how would someone find out more information about Criterium Engineers or contact someone? Yeah, uh, feel free to visit our uh, website, which is theengineeringfranchise.com. And uh, you can certainly always reach us at uh, at criteriumengineers.com. Wonderful. David, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, You gave us some great information, and I know the listeners are going to benefit from that. Well, Linda, it was an absolute pleasure, and I appreciated uh, the opportunity to join you, enjoyed our conversation, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So, folks, you know at the end of the show, I always leave you with a quote. So today's quote is, you need to think outside the box. You need to think differently if you want to sustain what is your peak performance. That's a quote by Tom Brady. I'm going to leave you with that today. Thanks so much for being with with us today on All Things Franchising. Hope to see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.